Amen. Great day. Amen. God is good in every way, shape, form, and fashion. Amen. <laughs> Look what the Lord has done. Amen. He healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me just in time. Amen. If it had not been for Jesus, where would we be? Amen. We've been talking about friendship. Amen. Growing in our friendship. Amen. And uh, God is really uh, blessing us. And I think it is important that we, you know, learn the value of friends and build friendships and, you know, and help us to be able to grow. I can remember when I was in the, I think it was sixth grade. Amen. And our our English teacher, and she made us learn a poem. And the poem was by Sam Walter Foss. And the title of the poem was The House by the Side of the Road. And it went something like this. There are hermit souls that live withdrawn in their peace of their self-content. There are pioneer, there are souls like stars that dwell apart in their fellowless firmament. There are pioneer souls that blaze the path where the highways have never ran. But let me live in the house by the side of the road and be a friend to man. Let me live in the house by the side of the road where the races of men go by. The men who are good, the men who are bad, as good, as bad as I. Why would I sit in the scorner seat or hurl the cynic band? Let me live in the house by the side of the road and be a friend to man. I see from my house by the side of the road, by the side of the highway of life, the high side of the highways of life. Let's see. Oh my goodness. Let me live in the, let me live in my house by the side of the road. <laughs> by the highway, uh, the, by the side of the highway of life. Mm, I forgot it. My goodness. Huh? How does it go? Let me see. Let me, I see from my house by the side of the road by the highways of life. The men who passes are ordered of hope and men who presses are depressed with strife. But I turn not away from the smile and their tears, though it's part of an infinite plan. So why should I sit in this corner seat and hurl the sinner's van? And let's see the fourth verse. Uh, let's see how it is go. Mm-hmm. Hang in there. <laughs> Let's see. I forgot it. Maybe it'll come back to me. I, yes, 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 yes. I know there are brook gladdens, meadows ahead, and mountains with weirdness and strife. And the road passes on through the long, even through the long afternoon. And scratches into the night. Ah, oh, it scratches into the night. And hold on. Scratches into the night. And then it goes. And still I rejoice with the travelers rejoice. And I weep <laughs> with the stranger that mourn. Nor live in my house by the side of the road as a man who dwell all alone. Let me live in the house by the side of the road where the races of men go by. They are good. They are bad. They are weak. They are strong. They are wise. 
they are foolish, but so am I. So why should I sit in the scorner seat and herald the sinner's band? Let me live in the house by the side of the road and be a friend to man. Amen. <laughs> Amen. It's a good poem. I, I mean, she, I mean, in sixth grade, man, she pounded that into us and, you know, and, and here today, I still remember the most of it. You know, every now and then I go back and it just seems to roll in my mind. But it is a very good poem by, by Sam Walter Foss. And, you know, and that's the way we should be is we should want to be a friend to man. Live in the house by the side of the road and be a friend to man. And we've been studying about friendship here. And we've been talking about growing in our friendship. Amen. A man that have friends must show himself friendly, and there's a friend which stick it closer than a brother. Amen. And so we've been, you know, going over this and and looking at it uh, and how we make friends and the importance and the values of friends. And so last week we was we was talking about a little bit here uh, on page six and and page seven. Uh, in your lesson, we see that in, in John chapter 5, when Jesus comes to the pool of Bethesda, there's a man that has been there for 38 years in his condition. And the Bible lets us know that the angel come down of a season and he troubles the water. And whoever is the first in is made completely whole. And Jesus comes to the man and he asked him, will he be whole, made whole? And the man says, well, when the water is trouble, I have no one to help me. But while I'm coming, someone has always beat me there. If you notice, he says, I have no one to help me. He had no, what would seem to be no friends to help him get to the place that he needed to get to, to be able to get the healing that he need. But on the other hand, we see in Mark chapter 2, the Bible tells us that when Jesus was in the house, there was a man that had the pause and he was born by four. He had four friends that helped him to get to where Jesus was. And when Jesus saw their faith, the Bible says, as they was tearing the top of the house off, off to get the man to Jesus, Jesus looked up, he saw their faith, and he said to the palsy, that, you know, faith has made the whole rise, take up that bed and walk, and immediately he got up and walked. So he had someone to help them. He, as we've already seen in Ecclesiastic, Solomon tells us two is better than one, for if he falls, he's got someone to help him up. If he's cold, he can lay together, they'll be warm. He says a threefold cord is not easily broken. Amen. And so, therefore, we need to build friendships. And and we'll talk a little bit here in a few minutes, but we want to look at a few other things that it talks about wrong friends and not having friends. Notice at the top of page 7, it talks about physical change. There is strong evidence to show that a lack of good friends can lead to the decline in your physical health. Amen. Study after study has revealed that people who don't have strong social bonds are more likely to experience mental problems or health problems. Amen. Because when we have friends or people that we can rely upon, we can always turn to them. We can talk with them. We can encourage one another. We can build up. We can edify. Amen. So uh, is part of our health problems being caused because we don't have socialization. 
You know, God knew this from the onset when he created us. You notice in Genesis 2, immediately God says, it's not good for man to be alone. I'll make him a help me. And so he made Eve to help Adam out so he would not be lonely, I think, so he would have a companion. Someone that he could have friendship with and do things with. We need to have friends. Here are some of the comparisons to help you understand the scale of the problem. Having a like of social interaction is the equivalent of smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Wow. Think about that. Becoming an alcoholic. Never exercising. Are being morbidly obese. Notice what it says here. These are, can be some of the problems without friends. The problem is you can never see the danger of, of not gaining the social interaction you need. But these studies didn't exclusively use people who have zero interaction. It's considered people who simply had a lack of friends or the wrong friends. Notice, wrong friends. We need to... The Bible tells us to make sure we choose our friends carefully. We want friends, but you have to be wise with who you select to be your friends. Friends are supposed to be people that's going to edify you. They're going to build you up. They're going to help you. They're going to tell you when you're wrong and and give you corrective criticism. A lot of times people that is receiving corrective criticism says, I don't want that person to be my friend. That's the person you need to be your friend. Is people is going to tell you when you're right and when you're wrong and to help you to be able to grow, amen, and to keep you out of trouble and to help you to stay on the right path. These are the kind of people you want to look for. You want to look for people to have good godly character, amen, people that you can rely on, people you can, you know, turn to in the time of trouble, in the time of situations. And when someone that you just need to cry on their shoulder or someone you just need to sit down and listen to you. Amen. We have to have friends, physical change, cognitive decline. The Harvard Medical School and the Brigham and Women Hospital reviewed a 12-year study into the cognitive decline of those with feelings of loneliness and depression. The study over 8,000 people, all with different conditions in their life. What they concluded was that those with feelings of loneliness and depression saw a 20% decline in their cognitive ability. It shows that those with no friends were more likely to lose their critical thinking abilities. Mentally, this is problematic because it can lead to a lack of ability to make right decisions and right choices. As you grow older, this can cause serious problems. Notice, amen, you, do, you want to be able to think right. You want a clear head. And friends can help you do this, the study is showing us, amen. But people that don't have friends, they begin to lose that ability to think right, to make right choices, to make right decisions, amen. And so we need to have good friends that's going to keep us sharp. Proverbs 17, 17, right? Iron sharpened iron is 27, 17. Which is it? Everybody sleep? <laughs> 27, 17, right? Iron sharpened iron. So a man sharpened the continents of his friends. Amen. 
Your friends is going to make you sharper than what you were before. You want to be wise. You want to be prudent. Amen. You want to be alert. And your friends can do that. They can keep your heads and your, your lifted up and so you can see clearly and think right and make right choices and right decisions. You want good friends that's going to contact you and build you up and edify you and says, man, you're doing good. You're doing great. You're all right. You're on, you're on track. You're going to make this thing. Amen. Hold on. Hang in there. You know, don't worry. We're going to get through this together. I'm here if you need me. Call me if you need me. You know, I'm only a, a phone call away. This is what you're looking for. You want people to be able to keep you sharp. You remember what the psalmist says in 90, Psalms 92, right? That he says, I shall be anointed with what? Fresh oil. Amen. My horn shall be like the horn of a unicorn. Amen. You know, we know the picture of unicorns, right? You know, some people say they're extinct and all that. Some people say they're wild oxen and all that stuff like that. But if the picture of the unicorn, where's his horn? Right here in the center of his head. And what's all the way out on the end? <laughs> it's porn. It's sharp, right? See? So if I'm anointed with fresh oil daily of the Holy Ghost, I'm supposed to be sharp. My friends are supposed to keep me sharp. Amen. They are supposed to keep me alert. Keep me on the right track. Don't let me wander away. Amen. They're to help me to grow and to be sharp so that my mind stay alert. See, when I have joy within myself, amen, then I'm alert. But if I'm depressed, if I'm downtrodden, if I'm lonely, guess what? My head goes down. Kind of like Eeyore. <laughs> you know, you ever watch Tigger and, and Pooh and, you know, what is Eeyore's problem? Oh, you know, he's all, you know. He's always walking around, you know, remind me of my mule we used to have. He always walked with his head down, you know. But one thing about the mule we had, I mean, he would work all day long. He would just, but he'd keep his head down. Did you let a funeral procession come by? Immediately his head went up. Boom. His ears locked up. Boom. Because the fact he used to be in the caisson platoon, you know, and he knew that was his job. He could smell death. He knew that that was his job. You know, to, to carry the dead to their grave. And every time a funeral procession passed by, his head would come up, his ears would stick straight up in the air. I seen him pull my cousin across the field going out the funeral procession. You know, because that was his job. He was alert. You know, he realized there was something that he was, could do and his head popped straight up. You know, and that's the way we should be. You know, we should sharpen one another. We should encourage one another. We should edify one another. We need friends that is going to do this this thing to us. Amen. The stress of bad friends. A common scenario is where you have lots of friends who enjoy nothing more than either complaining about their lives or complaining about someone else's life. While there is nothing wrong with complaining a little from time to time, if it is constant, this can lead to a huge amount of stress. Amen. You don't want to get stressed out by your friends. <laughs> you know, if a person all they do is complain all the time, what's that going to do to you? It's going to bring you down. 
Amen. There's nothing wrong with, 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 you know, like it says, complaining about a few things every now and then. But when you complain about it, you should get a laugh out of it, you know, <laughs> and, and be able to encourage and build up. Say, but don't don't let that be constantly all the time. Because it'll pull you down. You want to be able to edify. You want to be able to build up. You don't want friends that's going to cause more stress in your life. You know, you want to be upbeat. You are no longer worried about what you're doing. You are expanding your mental energy, spending your in, uh, expanding your mental energy on what other people are doing. This is precisely why social media is often so harmful to people with too much excessivity on it. You know, Facebook uh, 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 scratch you out. <laughs> you know, people posting stuff on Facebook drive you absolutely nuts. But yet, everybody said, these are my friends. <laughs> what are you going to block your friend for? <laughs> but you say they're your friends. Huh? You 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 have to click say friend right? How do how do they get on there? You ain't that the app? You have to click say friend. So you clicked them to be you say they was your friend, <laughs> huh? You got to clean them up, right? All right. <laughs> got to get rid of them. Okay, so. So before before you put them on there, you should check them out. Check them out. They got a thing up there to say, look at them, right? Before you accept it, I do. I go through their list, see who their friends are. Yeah. See what their friends look like. <laughs> you know, I even, like you, I tell my relatives, I see something uncommon, boop, your history, <laughs> you're gone. Yeah. And that's what we have to do. I don't need somebody to keep pulling me down. You know, I need to be edified. I need to be lifted up. I want to be encouraged. Amen. Then this is what we need to do. Amen. We want to be friends. So choose your friends carefully. Amen. In your walk here as we grow together. So how do we make friends? Number one, don't fear. And, and today is where a lot of people fear to try to make friends. Well, notice what the scripture says. He that will have friends show himself friendly. So if you want friends, you're going to have to take the first step sometimes. A friend, a lot of times, is not going to come by while you're sitting home in your office or whatever, playing on your computer, playing with your iPad, playing on your cell phone, playing with games. They're probably not going to show up. you got to get out there. You know, when you're in Walmart sometimes, you know, you never know who's going to be a friend. You never know who is going to connect with you, you know, because all of us, as I say over and over and over, all of us got talents and abilities. We got skills that other people has the same thing. And as a result, your common interest is, is out there somewhere. And you never know when you stand and speak to someone in the Walmart checkout line where that's going to lead to. See, but if you show yourself friendly you know, you never know. Sometimes, I mean, when I'm checking out of the Walmart line and I'm just having general conversation with people, you know, and conversation with the cashiers and stuff, you know, sometimes they'll say to me, where do you go to church at? 
know, I tell them, I give them a card. Where is it going to lead? I don't know. You know, someday it might become a good friendship. You know, when I see them, you know, I try to remember their names. No matter where I see them at, I'd like to call them by their names, you know, to just try to build that friendship with them. So we don't fear. You remember what Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 1.7? He says, Timothy, God has not given us the spirit of fear. He's given us power. He's given us love. And he's given us a sound mind. Okay? So we have the power of the Holy Ghost. We have the love of Christ in us. Amen. And we are clear. We got a good mind, right? <laughs> we got a, our mind stayed on him, so he keeps us in perfect peace, right? We got a good mind, all right? Even though sometimes people might say, you're losing your mind. No, you're not. As long as you stay on Christ, you got a good mind. You you got perfect mind. Okay? So what you want to do is not fear when you're looking for friends. You know, be aware. Be you know, alert and listen when you're building friends. As I said earlier, look at the character of people. You know, their character may not be right now to start with, but as you build friendships, it will help you to be able to iron, sharpen as iron. You'll be able to show them they're wrong. You'll be able to show them what they should be doing. A lot of times, you if you ever notice, People that is paying attention to you may say things to you like, you know what? There's something totally different about you. I notice that you don't. I notice that you didn't, you know, whatever. And it's noticing they are alerted to what you're doing. It gives you the opportunity to be able to share with them. So that they can be sharpened and have an understanding. So as you begin to build your friendship with other people, you will begin to share with them why you dress the way you do. Why you read the Bible. Why you pray. Why you go to church. Because why? Some have not the knowledge of Christ. You're not there to judge them. You're there to build friendships. Isn't it amazing that Jesus just went everywhere? And the Bible says he was called a friend of publicans and sinners. And what did Jesus say? It's not the sick, I meant the well, that needs the doctor. It's the sick that needs the doctor. See? So as we begin to build friendship with people, amen, we can bring them to the knowledge of Christ, who is the deliverer, who is the healer, who's the one that change their environment. They change their lives. Amen. This word will not return void. See? But if I'm afraid, if I fear to talk to people because they don't look like me, you know, act like me, you know, I'm never going to be a friend. You know, I, I hear it all the time. You know, people, oh, I'm not going there. Oh, no, I'm not going to, you know, go around where those people are. Why not? Those people need the Lord too. You know, people are hurting. They're looking for friends the same way we're looking for friends. People want to bond with people. Say, 
So you have to be aware of that. So don't fear. John tells us there's no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. Amen. And Jesus tells us in Matthew 10, 28, he says, don't fear him that can kill the body and not the spirit, but rather fear him that can kill the body and soul and hell. Right. So that's where our fear is. So don't fear. Number two, as I said earlier, start out small. Start out small. You know, you should, you know, just maybe one or two people. You know, and just focus on that person or those two people. You know, just purposing in your heart and in your mind, I'm going to pull myself into these individuals to build a good friendship, to help them to grow, to be better, you know, in their lives. Maybe it's your neighbor. Maybe it's a coworker. Maybe it's someone that you know around you that you can just start with that one or two people and you just pour yourself into them as much as you can, you know to help build that friendship with them and see where it will lead in the small process. Amen. Proverbs 27.10 says, Thy father's friend and thy own friends, thy father's friend, forsake not. You know, you know, your, your father's, you know, family has friends. Don't forsake them. If they're a friend in the family, you be friends with them. Don't forsake them. You know, if if your dad has built friends or your mom and dad has built friends, you know, with people, let them learn to be your friends, too. You know, talk to them, get to know them, listen to them. You know, the old saying, you don't get old being fool, right? <laughs> you know, wisdom and wise things comes from the elders. The Bible talks about counsel in the heart of man is like deep water, you know, but a man of understanding or draw it out. In other words, there's the older a person is that's in the church and been around for a while, they have a lot of good counsel and a lot of good wisdom they can share with you. You know, you don't feel bad, you know, uh, don't feel bad, but don't, you know, don't neglect elders to be your friend. You know, you can glean from them. They can keep you sharp. You know, as I heard my wife says that Sister Tenny is starting this thing now where she's teaching young girls. You know, she's building a friendship with these young girls to teach them how to be godly mothers, godly ladies, and things of that. She's pouring herself into them. You know, she's sharpening their continents and she's making them better. See, and so with us younger or, you know, there's a lot of, of wisdom in elders, so you need to be able to sit down with them and pull it out of them. Amen. Get to know them. So start small. Amen. Don't forsake your friends. Amen. I talked about getting out there. You know, get out and meet folks. Know your neighbors. Take them a loaf of bread. You know, share with them. Tell them where you, you work, what you do. Get to know them. What are their goals? What are they trying to accomplish in life? Is there something you can do to help them reach their goals? You know, build those friendships with them as well. Amen. Get to know them, as I said earlier. You know, do they have hobbies? You know, what do they like to do? You know, is, is, is their hobby your hobby? The more you do, the more you get to know each other. Amen. In all of these things. 
Make yourself available. You know, if you want to make friends, you first need to put yourself out there somehow in order to meet people. So don't just sit around. So let them know you're there for them. Call me if you need me. Join groups and clubs, chess clubs, you know, golf clubs, all kinds of stuff. You know, baking clubs, sewing clubs, knitting clubs. You know, I, I, I get, I don't know if you get it, I get it all the time on my, my, uh, pop-up, you know, for, uh, lacrosse area. You know, the, the, uh, lacrosse rec and all that stuff, uh, app that comes out. You know, that down here, the black guys, black the place, they're always having something down there. You know, yeah, Black River, yeah. You know, they have, you know, sewing bees and all kinds of stuff, little talk groups and things of that nature. You know, this is some of these things. Go go see what's going on. You know, Thanksgiving dinner at the lacrosse center. You know, yeah, I know we have our, you know, own family traditions and things like that. But maybe you don't have any place to go. Then go to the lacrosse center. Sit around. Go to a table where there's two or three people, you know, sitting at the table. Get to know somebody in the community. It's amazing sometimes people don't have a clue what's in the city, what's transpiring, what is going on. See? Because we are so claustrophobic should I say and we're not we're not getting out there there's a lot of things happen in the city you know that you can get involved in you know they're looking for people to help for volunteers and things of that nature and you get to know other people you can build friendships that can last forever be a volunteer try to connect with people you already know you know even in the church. Think about how many people we have in the church. You know, are they your friends or your acquaintance? What do you know about them? What's my favorite color? Hmm. <laughs> See? This is how you build, this is how you get, no. <laughs> what do you think? Green and gold. <laughs> Yellow. <laughs> it's only one color, right? <laughs> but you got to get to know folks. You know, we need each other. And so we need to reach out and help each other to learn to grow, amen, in our efforts, amen, to be like Jesus. Spending, we talked about spending some of our time, amen, together, you know, just to get together. If nothing else, like last night, the ladies had, you know, the get together here, you know. They sat down, they played games. I'm sure they probably talked. They probably had a few laughs. You probably had a little fun. But you probably walked away knowing something about somebody else. Just a little bit more. And that helps you to be able, to some degree, you know, you kind of like let your guard down a little bit to where 
you, you are willing to talk and to get involved, you know, and you get to know each other. And pretty soon you start seeing things of commonality starts to come together. And as a result, you know, it's kind of like starting to knit those pieces together that Jesus wanted to have knitted together to make the body stronger and strengthened together. Say, and then you just get all of a sudden realize, yes, I can depend on my sister. Yes, I can depend on my brother. Yes, we can depend on one another to help me. I don't have to be afraid to share my heart with my brothers and sisters. Because one of the things you will find as you begin to build friends, you will be able to start to realize the confidentiality that comes with it. You will begin to, as we talked last week, about the integrity piece that begins to come in. And it helps you to grow and to be stronger in the Lord. Amen. So what makes a good best friend? Honesty. We talked about being honest. Amen. If you're going to have somebody to be your friend, check their integrity. You know, you want them to be honest because when you start sharing your life with them, you don't want them blabbing it to everybody else. You know, you you have to be able to to take things in and keep it, you know, and hold it in your heart. Don't tell everything you know. You know, you want to realize this. You want a, a friend that has some good humor. You know, you don't want to take yourself too serious. You want to be able to have a little fun. Maybe put a tack in somebody's seat, right? <laughs> Say again? <laughs> because she was not as gross. Hey. Say again? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> There's your friends, guys. <laughs> a, a good friend, a best friend, allow you to be yourself. Amen. Be yourself. Open up. Share. Amen. With one another. Amen. You notice also in Genesis chapter 2, I mean Galatians chapter 2, verse 9, talk about how to make good friends here. You notice and it says in Galatians 2.9, Galatians 2.9, not Genesis 2.9, Galatians 2.9. And when James, Cephas, and John, who seems to be pillars, perceived the grace that was given unto me, they gave to me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship, that we should go unto the heathens, and they would unto the circumcision. Notice, the right hand of fellowship. In other words, they give them a token of friendship. Amen. A friendship. You reach out. You know, in the old days, you shook somebody's hand. It means that you was going to be truthful and honest. You know, people build friendships by shaking one another's hand. Amen. So we have to make sure that we reach out to people. You know, if you want them to be your friend, reach out to them. Share. You know, give them a hand. Shake their hand. Shake your hand with your friend. You know, help them. To grow as well. They invited them in to the circle. You know, sometimes when you have groups, you know, when people comes in for the first time, it's kind of like the church. You know, people come in for the first time, they're a little apprehensive. But sometimes by offering a hand, you know, or saying a kind word can make a difference in other people's lives. You know, you're offering them to welcome them into the circle. Amen. 
How do we retain friends? How do we retain friends so that we don't lose friends? In John 15, verse 14, Jesus says, You are my friends if you do whatsoever I commanded you. Henceforth, I called you not servants, for the servants knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. If you notice something about Jesus, right? He went and he called Peter and Andrew, James and John. And then later on, he calls Matthew. So where did the other guys come from? Where do you think they might have come from? Okay? They were friends. See? Because if if I become your friend and I have friends, guess what? You're going to have more friends. My friends will become pretty soon your friends. See? And this is what happens and how it grew and how it grew. That's what Jesus did. If you remember when Philip, he went and, and first went and got Nathaniel, who was under the fig tree. He says, hey, we found him whom Moses and the law did talk, Jesus of Nazareth. And, 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 and Nathaniel says, can any good thing come out of it? And Nazareth, he says, come and see. He brought his friend, you know, and Jesus says, Hey, an Israelite in whom there's no God. That thing is, whoa, Lord, uh, how did you know me? Jesus says, hey, before Philip called you, I saw you under the fig tree. Notice, he brought him into the group. They came into the group. And now Jesus says, I have called you friends. And I have made known to you. See, you in the group, you know, you begin to share. You begin to bring understanding. You begin to bring clarity. You begin to enlighten. You sharpen them. Jesus sharpened these guys. Amen. He brought them to the understanding of who he was, what his mission was, what his purpose was, and what he was going to do through them. Amen. And they went everywhere, turning the world upside down. Amen. Because it starts with friendship. How much could we do if we had friends? How, what could we accomplish if we have friends? You know, how many business deals did you, you ever heard the story about Art Linkletter and, uh, uh, what's the other guy? Walt Disney? Huh? They were friends. And Walt Disney tried to get Art Linkletter to come into a business deal with them. To buy the land in Florida where Disney World is. And Art Linkletter wouldn't. And Linkletter says that was one of the dumbest decisions I've ever made. (laughs) His friend was trying to get him to come with him. You know, I don't know. He doesn't talk about why he was apprehensive about the deal. But look at Disneyland now. You know, all that land there in, in Florida that was bought up. Look at how it, it, it happened. You know, I was I was listening on Veterans Day. I was talking about Lowe's, two military guys that was friends. When they got out of the military, they started Lowe's. 
just friends. Think about that. What could you and your friend accomplish? Peter, James, John, Andrew, Paul, Silas, Timothy. You know, look at what they did. They built friendships and they just grew. Things go more. When two are together, you get accomplished more. They help you more. They sharpen your countenance. Amen. Amen. So to retain our friends, we want to make sure that, amen, we uh, share with one another. Amen. Here. They loved one another. So how do we grow our friendship? Communicate with your friends. We talked about this last week. We need to communicate with people that if if you tell me you're my friend and I never hear from you, my goodness, what kind of friend are you? You know, even in absence, you know, there should be something to know that your friends are praying for you. They're there for you. They send you letters. They send you boxes. They send you something, a card or something that lets you know that they care. Communicate with your friends. When you can, visit your friend. If you know, sometimes you may have to drive sometimes. You know, sometimes it might require your time to just show up out of the unexpected sometimes. Just show up to say, hey, just come to see you for a few minutes. You know, I've driven sometimes five and six hours. Spend 30 minutes with somebody, turn around and go back. Yeah. A few years ago, we had a, a friend drove all the way from Indianapolis here. He spent about an hour here. Turned around, went right back to Indianapolis because he hadn't seen me for a while. So let's visit. If nothing else, you know, just to sit and listen makes a difference. Call, write. Give gifts. Always remember the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them to do unto you. Always remain faithful. Be willing to stick in with your friends when they fall or make an error. You know, sometimes we make mistakes. You know, hang on to them. Just hold on to that unchanging hand. You know, let them know I'm right there with you. It would have been easy, you know, for them to reject. You know, but they stood with them. You know, as we saw last week, Paul writing to Timothy, he says, you know, everybody forsook him. He said, but that's okay. Jesus stood with me. And that's the thing. We want to have the same kind of friendship that Jesus had for us. He was willing to go all the way to the cross for us. Amen. And treat their families the same way that you would want your families to be treated. If they, your friends have kids, treat their kids kindly. Treat their spouse kindly. You know, treat others the way that you want to be treated and you will see that you will have a whole lot of friends. Amen. So remember in conclusion, amen, that friends are faithful. Friends have integrity. Friends edify. Friends are always noticeable. Amen. And 
friends always are dependable and friends have fellowship one with another and we grow together one with another. Amen. So we're going to have friends. We got to show ourselves friendly. Amen. Praise God. Are there any questions? Praise God. So by this time next year, man, you guys have a whole lot of friends, right?